0: Welcome to Beyond the Reef Podcast. I'm your host, Uilani Tevanga, and I have five incredible keiki, an amazing hubby, and a thriving business that I have built by helping thousands believe in themselves again. This show is a place for the driven island Wahine, who is ready to create generational wealth and break free of any barriers that may be holding her back from going next level in her business and relationships yes my sis i am talking to you that calling in your heart is your kuleana and i can't wait for you to go from overwhelmed to literally living a life that you once believed was impossible i'm so excited you're here let's have some fun and let's go beyond the reef aloha everyone i am really grateful that we have some time and space to unpack this idea of hard work now i want to i have to i have to give disclaimers around this right because i think because this is a podcast and you probably listen to other podcasts like i do a lot of it is personal development and we come from a place of here's what i know to be true and this is how it is But like I've said before, this is just as I'm unpacking it myself, this is happening in real time. I'm evolving. I I know you're evolving. You know, maybe we grow, maybe we completely change our mind in a year and it's like, "Mm, that was for that season. So this is where we're at. And the reason why I want to talk about this today is I actually had planned to have a guest, which I still will. And talk about self-love and self-care. But before I could even get into that, I had a little bit of a resistance, but here we are. And it's really unpacking the idea of hard work. Now, the reason why I want to just have a little disclaimer before I really get into the meat of all of this is, yes, you need to work hard. Yes, there is a certain level of like, yeah, we got to work hard in order to get to our goals, in order to, you know, create a great life and dot, dot, dot. The kind of work that I am talking about is this constant grind and this constant do, do, do and produce and produce and produce. And the idea that we are more noble when we struggle, that we are more noble when when we are constantly working. And so I'm going to ask some questions before we get into this. And obviously, because you're just listening, I don't know what your answers will be. Maybe you want to come into our Facebook group and have a chat with us. Maybe you want to message me and, and continue this conversation. But do you struggle with the idea of hard work? And I mean, is your worth, like your self-worth and your self You know, love attached to what you can produce and what you can come up with. Does the idea of work smarter, not harder, seem like it's for everybody else? But that if you didn't work hard, who would you be? You know, like attracts like, right? And there's this, I've, I've had to really sit with this. So I'm going to unpack this. Um, again, this is my own mana'o. But this idea of constant working hard, um, you know, energetically just kind of stopped me in my tracks. And we're like, okay, we got to unpack this. I saw a post from a Native American psychologist. And it hit me and I instantly knew, okay, this is, I, I have to share this. And I'm so sorry, maybe I'll go look, you know, exactly who it it was. It was kind of just in a, a little bit of a scrolling. But it said, the colonizer intentionally taught you to struggle so that you would be uncomfortable with ease. And the day before, I was actually talking to a really great friend and kind of checking in on her. And she was saying, Well, you know, I just work so hard. And interesting because I've been hearing this a lot lately from, from different women. I just work so hard. I've been working so hard. I should have XYZ. I should be where this person is. I should have that, that, that. You know, like, mm, interesting, right? Because yes and no first, let me just talk about this before we get into the decolonization of it all. Our, what we actually are getting paid, because that's where that, that whole thing of, I work so hard, I should be further along type of thing. Income, you guys, is not necessarily going to be attached to the nobility of our work. What does that mean? I believe that teachers have the greatest profession, the greatest job, if you will, where they, you know, impact our youth and they provide for our communities and they shape, you know, they help shape the future alongside, you know, parents. However, their income is capped to the certain amount, which is set by whatever school district. And usually they're just working with about 25 to 30 keiki at a time. And then you think about professional athletes and they're paid hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars per season because they are impacting more lives. So it's not impact as far as nobility because obviously teachers do the hard work, but professional athletes get paid like they do because it impacts and it reaches millions and millions of more people so while we have this idea we grew up with this idea of you know education is the great equalizer yes but in this day and age so is the internet (laughs) you know so is internet where if a, a teacher was able to create let's say like a course or whatever on how to do something very specific and you know put it out in the world and there'd be like hundreds of thousands or wherever purchasing this little course obviously the Im- the income could grow because it's reaching more people so do you, do you? hopefully you understand exactly where I'm headed with that it's just the the income that we create you know is much tied to the networks or the amount of people that it reaches and that's it it's not nobility it really is it, it's that so with that being said, I want to go back to this idea of you know, the colonizer intentionally teaching us to struggle so we've been uncomfortable with ease. And before I can get into that, I ha- we have to go back. We have to go back to the times of our kupuna where we had the Ahupua system. And here's a big, big clue, right? Our kupuna had systems. Their lives were in perpetual flow, you know. Well, un- until it wasn't, but there were seasons of sowing, right? There were seasons where we planted, and our, our people created, and and they worked, and then there were seasons of peace. You know, work was done so efficiently that rest. And creation and play was also prioritized. Our people got up and they had systems in place. And then they had the day to surf and dance and create and become skilled craftsmen. And there was always time because they implemented very intentional strategic systems. And it was down to the science of what was placed in the loco ia, in the you know, in the mala, like the everything was almost it was down to like a science of how and they embodied work smarter. They embodied that. And once land was taken and water was stolen and western lifestyles were forced in like formalized schooling you know our hula was forbidden language and identity was a crime you know even surfing was called lazy it, it was called lazy and it and and that was even lost almost you know thank goodness for the the keepers of that but you know, enter th- th- this, from, from the going in this season of flow and this smart, you know, strategic systems to create, you know, to be able to have fed a million people. Like, our, we didn't have the mats and trucks back then, right? We didn't have imported food, whereas now, because of loss of land and all of the things, we import 80 to 90% of our food, but just on our You know, our different islands, and this is not just Hawaii across Polynesia, our people were self-sustainable because they had very strategic systems in place. But there was still time to malama themselves, there was still time to create, And, and, and that's a huge clue for all of us who struggle with the idea of work hard, work hard, work hard. But a, the wholeness and why our people, I believe, are so healthy, right? Because we read about that and, and we, we've seen, you know, how they were described by, you know, yeah. Um, is that they, they prioritize their well-being because they would work smarter, not harder. Okay, so again, then once you know land base was taken and we you know I'm not going to go into the whole political thing of this hopefully you're following along enter the generations of struggle you know and to thrive and to create and to dance and to surf like I don't got time for that you know then it was formalized schooling and I'm really (laughs) unpacking this as I've you know we've all been kind of forced into homeschool basically this past year I really believe our kids are way overschooled. like there's so many hours and as I've sat with my own cakey I'm kind of tripping about wow I can do one to two hours of focused work and have gotten way more out of that than making them sit for those six seven hours grinding it out you know working so hard it's just very interesting to me but that is because it's all part of a big centralized system right like but it's not our system to make our people thrive it really is it's this western concept and you know you think about um how it's you know meant for our kiki to become Career people, right? That's for the system. Like you go to school till two o'clock and then you have hours of homework and then you go and you graduate and then you go to college and then you get a career. I am talking now to the entrepreneurs. Those of you that want to maybe break free, go beyond what was quote unquote normal to create more freedom and flow in your life because that is absolutely possible. But only if you can create something that will impact people beyond the normal careers. Whoa, that was a lot. Okay. So, again, my Mana'o. What, you know, the generations of struggles, so let me go back to that. You know, thrive sounds nice, but most, you know, Polynesian communities, especially now Hawaiian communities, are just out here trying to make it right and then this is what we grew up with oh these kids why you ask me for xyz oh Ho oh, these kids what you think money grows on trees oh i bust my ass so oh, i work so hard i work so hard i'm sure that is what you grew up hearing and probably may even be saying now to your own keiki so what was actually doing good you know if that was like okay struggle struggle what what was doing well like if you could take it a step up like okay I'm doing good did all you know the, the things for me and many of the people I know when I had previously coached in you know finances it was my tutu or my ohana just told me like oh you're doing well if you can pay your bills like that's doing well it wasn't drilled into many of us abundance abundance is just kind of like this very floaty hippie term no that sounds nice you know more people are starting to speak on this but it was (laughs) it was about survival there's so much trauma that has has been done in you know local communities and most people have such a stigma around and people that I know again speaking in my life didn't have time to go to a yoga class or hire a therapist like you don't do those things you you don't have time for that you don't have time for that why because we're living paycheck to paycheck because thriving was for the lucky for the elite and it belonged in another camp it's noble to work so hard. Oh, my, my papa or my mom, she worked so hard for us, you know, she just works so hard. I'm like, hmm, interesting. Decolonization is a lifetime work, you know, and there's never a true clear path. There's no set of, you know, here's how you decolonize. Like it, it is deep within our souls, as the different, in the different lifetimes that we have lived through. And as you reclaim your mana, as you create a new way for you and your ohana, I'm telling you that that includes rest. Let me say that again. It is not just the work, but it is also creating rest. It is a very masculine thing to just grind it out, grind it out, grind it out. We as wahine, Um, are designed to basically be the gatherers you know (laughs) and here's the thing let's think about and I, I can't even remember what what you know psychology book it was but it resonated with me and I want to share it with you and it was basically like men are hunters women are gatherers and a perfect example is like if you were to take your spouse or your your other half to costco <laughs> and they're like okay get in get out and and women like ooh, the fluffy towels and oh let me read the ingredients and like you really kind of take your time with this to internalize like would this be well for my family you know anyways um i just want to talk about that we're just wired differently and we cannot just be operating on this masculine or this complete feminine there has to be a nice merge so the the hard work but it doesn't have to be constant because it's also about who we're being. You hear me say this and I will continue saying this is the inner work is the work. The work that we do on ourselves will actually be a direct correlation to how much we get in our work. You know who we're being and what we can and the lives that we can impact again comes from if we're willing to work on ourselves, but we can't work on ourselves if we're in constant, perpetual do, 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 do. There has to be sit and be and feel and take care, right? So, you know, that is one of the reasons why I love talking about finances and money because having more money creates that space, And this creation of space is what's going to allow the healing work to enter in. The rest work is not just, okay, I mean, maybe it is. Maybe it is sitting and watching a show or, you know, just doing nothing. That's good. But the space that's created when you have a little bit more wiggle room, a lot more wiggle room in your finances right, is is to begin the healing work, to be able to sit and not to stress. When we are in perpetual struggle, which is what our people became, right? We talked about that from in perpetual flow to a lot of struggle. It's been the story. We don't need a 12-step course (laughs) to just change that. It's a decision and it can happen in this new season. It can we can literally decide i choose ease i choose abundance i choose to rewrite the stories cuz that's all this is right it was struggle and then we 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 held on to these stories not realizing like you know maybe it wasn't a choice but it is now it is absolutely a choice now That we stand up and reclaim. And that's what it means in in one way of decolonization is reclaiming what once was, right? Reclaiming that flow and that pride and that ease and that joy. And that is honestly what I really wanted to share about decolonizing working hard hard right we're always going to work hard if it brings us joy as well right so it's it's an equal part work hard make time for rest think of how our people had strategic intentional systems and created flow so that when the work was done it gave time for play. And that is what our life should also include. And I hope as you're listening to this, you're thinking about what are some systems that you can create in your own home, in your own business, within your own relationships, so that you can have more time for yourself. What is the point? Because what is the point if we have financial freedom, but we have no time freedom? I don't believe that is true wealth. And my goal is that we all really truly become the wealthy wahine that we were meant to be it's a choice and it is a lifetime work and it is not about making this in in no time it's about us growing ourselves while growing our income and that is what i am so grateful to have this space to think outside the box to share things that we don't really have conversations in our daily lives like this but it's much needed and it's what needs to be said and as we activate in other areas of our life maybe also activate in this in this hustle and flow that we merge the two in this new paradigm but again always going back to being grateful and you'll hear me say this it's how i open it's how i close each podcast because it always comes back to that grateful and you know with decolonizing work right in whatever areas and different eha that we carry in our lives and the soul and in the past lives that we've lived through through our kupuna we it's so easy for us to for the pain and for the anger and, and then go down into the hate But I would tell you, you know, and this is adding in a layer of faith as well, that we're saved for a time like this, right? For a season like this where we can rise and we can elevate one another. And the call that I feel as, you know, we're ending this episode is that you remind your your soul that we're never going to hate what shaped us. Those experiences... That we've gone through again that we've lived through whether in real time or through the cells and the, the the mana that has been passed through us that we are shaped and we are prepared to be leaders to to rise and across you know the islands whether throughout Hawaii, whether throughout Polynesia and specifically within island women Hawaiian or not. This is not just if you are certain, but obviously if you have that indigenous cocoa, you know I'm really, really speaking to you right now. Decolonizing work is a is a lifetime work and this is just one of the ways that we can free ourselves and our family from the bonds and the stories. We get to create new story. So sending all my love Until next time, again, so grateful for all of you. Take care. Aloha. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you loved what you heard and just want to share it with all your teachers out there, sis, do me a favor, screenshot, post, and tag me on Instagram so I can stock your profile and we can connect more. There's so much goodness coming your way. So don't forget to subscribe, and I would love it if you left a five-star review so we can grow this space for our wahine. Mahalo for being here. Now get out and show the world how amazing you are.